Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Sunday, December 6th, 2020. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day today. Guys, guess what? I'm in this house by myself right now. I, I don't think that's happened, like, ever. Uh, but it's kind of strange. It's so strangely quiet. I mean, hopefully, you guys aren't hearing too much of that noise, but... I usually hear like other stuff going on in the background, like as I'm doing these live streams and just generally. And right now I can't hear a single thing and it's very strange. My in-laws are out. It's a nice day on this Sunday. Beautiful, balmy, unseasonably warm, a lovely day. Spent a couple hours outside with the girls and the dogs today. Um, and my in-laws are out. They're going to visit um, uh, uh, graveyards today to, to um, lay some wreaths down for their, uh, for their uh, relatives. So they, they've been gone all day. Uh, this is something I think that they do every year this time of year. And they were very excited that they're not, like, to quote my father-in-law, up to their butts in snow. So uh, they're out there doing that. And my wife just left with the girls to go uh, pick up groceries. Like, they're doing, um, like, a curbside pickup order. So right now the house is strangely quiet. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Um, everyone listening in on the podcast, what's going on? Hopefully you guys are having a good run. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, Welcome. Uh, let's see who's here. We got Upward Trends for Upward Trend from New Zealand. Awesome. Where I think in New Zealand it is technically Tuesday today. I'm not sure. I think it's Monday. Mon it's Mon Monday, Monday morning, I, I think. Uh, Jana says, uh, hi there. Hope everyone had a great run today. Awesome. Uh, for a lot of us here, it's Sunday. So a lot of people do their Sunday long runs or a Sunday recovery run. Christiel says, I've decided that to improve my running, I have to make more of a commitment. All right. Uh, Mr. West 39 said, just got back from my first run in the SL20s. Nice. Literally only bought them because of this live stream, but happy I did. I'm really glad that it worked out because then, you know, it makes me feel bad if, if everyone's kind of like ranting about this shoes or I guess raving, not ranting, raving about the shoe and then people don't like it. That would make me very sad, but I'm glad that you like it, uh, Mr. West. Awesome. Uh, Riggs is not running today, but taking a rest day with eight month daughter on the lap. That's great. Awesome. Uh, Frank said there was a uh, hmm, change in the World Athletics rule, rescinding the no prototypes rule for official races. Not sure how I feel about it. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I'm I'm good with it. I, th I think that you can't have like the prototypes and the um, the like the reasonably available rule. You, you can't have both of them at, both be rules at the same time. Um, by the way, that reminds me, I meant to put something on Twitter. Um, for on like December 4th because it was then it was exactly two months since Sarah Hall came in second in the London Marathon but I still haven't heard any follow-up on what that shoe was all about um, whether it was in fact a prototype or not whether it's something that's in development or not I, you know I just haven't heard anything the latest that I I did hear something saying that like it's not something that's going to be meant for sale or not even close to being ready for sale but it was more along the lines of prototype which didn't make sense because then how is it reasonably available in the spirit of sport for even any unsponsored athlete to be able to pick up if they wanted. Uh, but they were saying something along the lines of because the London Marathon was weird and there was a smaller field, there was some sort of, uh, I don't want to say scheme, but some sort of like structure in which any unsponsored athlete could have purchased one if they wanted to. But I think in the, the, I mean, in the London Marathon, was there anyone there that wasn't sponsored? So, like, I'm not sure, like, how much that thing mattered. But I would love to know more about that shoe. Sarah Hall's not going to tell us about it, it seems. She's been posting a lot on social media, but nothing about the shoe. Um, so I just want to know more about it. Like, can I have one? That's, like, the main question I have. Que that's question number two. Question number one is tell me more about it. Question number two is, can I have one too? But I don't know. I think that, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I suppose, like, though, if you want to put, like, a prototype out there in a race, that's fine. But then, you know, then are people going to abuse, like, the prototype and just keep calling it a prototype uh, if they have a really fantastic shoe? So I don't know. I'm not sure. Riggson said that the new half-world record was set in a blazing fast race. I didn't watch it today. Um... But uh, I saw the results after. What was it like the? F Can you imagine? Right today, fourth place. Broke a world record. Right? Can you? So like, that isn't that crazy to say like, yeah, I didn't podium today, but I did break the world record. Well, the old world record. 
today the world record was broken by the three people ahead of me. That's just insane. Um, very crazy. Uh, and as Dunbar says, hi, Kofuzi and everyone. We should give a cowbell for Chris Hill's fine mustache in his Instagram post with a nylon shirt today. Ah, oh, nice. Nice. Where's that cowbell? Awesome. I don't think I saw that yet. And then um, also, you know what we need to do? Bert, where's, is Bert here? Bert did his like mud marathon today. He ended up running the 26.3 by the time his Strava uh, or his watch stopped recording. So he finished that muddy, muddy marathon. I think he ran it in speed goats today. So very, very good work. Um, yeah. Frank Patrick says, happy Sunday, everyone. Maybe Monday for Jody. I think, I think so. Riggsen says, how much for SL20? It depends on where you can find them now. I think you can still get them on the Adidas website. But the real deals are going to be on places like Jackrabbit. Um, uh, I keep wanting to calling it, is it Outdoors, Backdoors, Backcountry, Backcountry, like websites like that. Like those other real retailers are going to have them for much cheaper prices. And then um, people tell me that I, I have not been into a Ross in probably nine months or so. But um, nine or ten months. But people are telling me that like at Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Ross, that kind of place where they have like just random shoes, that they are finding them for ridiculously low prices, like around thirty dollars, which is insane, insane. Uh, all right, let's see, we got um, um, Stevie seventy six says one week till the Mississippi Gulf Coast Marathon. Really surprised it's not been canceled. Ooh. All right, well. Fingers crossed, and it still gets to go. Very cool. Um, let's see. Um, Shannon says, Co, I'm buzzing with excitement right now for Alvin Tulimix's announcement that she's expecting. They plan on waiting until after the Olympics, but decided to pull the trigger. Yeah, I didn't know she was pregnant, and then I saw all these belly pictures online today on Instagram. Super cute. Super, super cute. Um... Yeah, I was like, did I know? Did people know that she was pregnant already? Because I'm like, I did. I didn't know that she was pregnant, so I guess it was a surprise. I didn't. I had no idea. But um, very, very cool. Very cool to see that. Um, and Martha said, I thought Sarah Hall got an exemption based on injuries. See, that's the thing that's like not clear about um, Sarah Hall's shoe for for the London Marathon, is because people were saying the announcer was saying that it was a TUE, so you got a temporary use exemption to be able to use that shoe. I don't, I don't understand how that can be possible, where you can get a TUE for a shoe. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, right? And that doesn't seem weird to anybody else, but it just seemed really weird to me. And so I thought that the exemption, exemption or, like, the thing that she ne- that, that was the, pro- the main problem, but she had gotten, like, an okay from World Athletics on it was that uh, of, of the reasonably available thing. Because, you know... It, it wasn't for sale. No one could go buy it. You know, it wasn't like think about the Alpha Fly at the Atlanta Marathon Trials. Like it wasn't for sale yet, but they gave a pair to everyone that qualified for the Olympic Marathon Trials. So it's like everyone had a chance to run in them if they wanted to. So I thought, you know, so like it's, I I don't I don't know. Maybe that's right. That's all it was. Is that it was a prototype, but they were willing to give the prototype to anyone who wasn't sponsored. You know, with the asterisk on that being like it's the London Marathon in 2020 COVID times, and everyone there was a sponsored athlete, so no one wanted it, so to speak. So I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think I would love, I love, I would love to have more information on that. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Ben Browning says, "How did Sarah Hall get an exemption?" I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Um, ben Y says, what's a shoe that you completely changed your opinion on after more miles? I don't know about completely, but two that I changed my mind on pretty significantly were probably the Bondi 6. That took a while for me to like. Just because that Bondi 6 took a long break in. And the Evil Ride. Those were two that I like. I was like, my first gut impression on those were like, I don't know about these. And people were like, keep going. And I was like, okay. And then it worked out. So we'll see. Um, all right, David Sachs says, heading out for a recovery run, so I'll just be listening. Hope everyone had a great run today. Awesome. 
Uh, Carlos Seja says, I got 20 miles in the SL20, and I like it a lot at slow paces, but love it at fast paces. Awesome. Really cool. <laughs> John said, I'd be scared being in the house alone, everything quiet. That might be because it's afternoon where you are, and it's 10 p.m. here. Okay, so you don't have much to be scared of. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I did just hear a door slam somewhere, so I don't know if, like, maybe my wife forgot something or maybe someone's home. I don't know. But now there's noises in the house. <laughs> Uh, James Baker says, howdy, folks. Awesome. Um, oh, Scotty B said, hey, all rest day. Attempted to construct gingerbread houses with the kids. That means it was not a rest day for you. <laughs> my wife made gingerbread. My wife and my mother-in-law made gingerbread houses with the kids. Uh, I think it was last night. Two nights ago. Last night. Yeah, last night. So, there was fun. It was a kit. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool. My sister-in-law had brought over the kits. And she and they, she found ones. They're by Crayola, of all companies, uh, but they're peanut safe. They have a peanut free like little icon like right on the package, which we love to see. And so my kids were able to make it. So it was fun. Everything's like self-contained, you know. Uh, I like that kind of gingerbread house making. Like if we had to like bake the gingerbread and stuff too. I mean, we've never made one that wasn't like a kit. So like, if we didn't have if we didn't have the kit, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen for us. Uh, all right. Carlos says, I forgot to watch the Valencia races. Yeah, I just, I just wasn't aware. I think part of it is that uh, I don't know what channel these things are on. And I, I know a lot of the time they're on NBC Sports. Um, or it's like the Olympics channel, sometimes one or the other. And we get that at home, but I don't get it here. So I don't, like, I just, I'm, like, kind of, like, it's... it's I've lost track of it a little bit. Uh, all right. T. Davis says, fourth pace break, breaking world record is insane. That was a crazy fast race. It sure is. Oh, Bert is here. Awesome. Good job, Bert. Great work. <laughs> he said, just crawled into my bed with my bed to join the live stream. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I mean, nothing is better than taking, like, a nap in the middle of the day after a big, long run, right? Mm, I just love it. Ilya Kim woke up at 8 a.m. today to watch the race. It was incredible. And I see now I'm really wishing that I had watched it. Hmm. Ben Browning says, shoe reviewers can get gingerbread shoes along the review shoes. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I, I bet you there's probably a shoe cookie cutter somewhere. Um, and I should make some cookies out of that. That would be kind of fun. Um, and Ilya Kim said, it's a great time for Adidas' new colorway. Yeah, I, I saw Ben Johnson made the, I don't know if he makes those or if he's reposting images of, like, the top three finishers for the men and the women. And um, it was, uh, it was, what was it? Of those six spots, it was four of the yellow Adios Pros and two Vaporfly Next Percents. No Alpha Flies in that, which was interesting. Jeff Elliott says, I love seeing that people at the top are in different shoes. Much better than seeing the top five in Alpha Flies and assuming the shoes are putting them on the podium. Yeah, I'm. it's better for me to... I, I like that too. I like that it's like a mix. Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, it just keeps it more interesting. And then I thought I was just... There's a lot of activity on Twitter about the shoes today. And so I was following that on like a little bit on Twitter and people were like, Ah, it's becoming like racing where it's like it's about the car, not the driver. So I was like, mm, I think that might be a little bit hyperbolic, but I understand people's point on that. Mm. And Jeff Elliott said that the new colorway looked amazing on the stream. Mm. I'm going to have to go look for that, see if I can find some footage of it. Um... And Anna said, we will need to be polite to Shannon or she will take a, punch us out with her pull-up arms. Yeah, I saw that on, was that on the Instagram story today. Looking tough. Awesome. Um, Sean Marshall said, it's Dutch Christmas this a.m. And my wife, family celebrates, makes me put candy in her wooden shoes. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Well, Merry Christmas. Do they say, is it Merry Christmas? Is that the appropriate greeting for that? That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, Mr. Random is here from dark and cold London town. Mm. Well, hello, Mr. Random. All right. 
Uh... Oh, yeah. And Martha says, as, while I'm talking about being here in the house by myself, don't forget the code for emergencies in case I need a rescue. <laughs> I know. She's, she says in parentheses, quote, blank dash blank is real blank. I know what that means. <laughs> it's funny that I know what all that means. Uh, that's hilarious. Awesome. Uh, Trains with Coda says, I usually use Zero Drop, but pair, picked up some SL20s. Do you like them, Trains with Coda? Because if you, I feel like if you like, I mean, it definitely is not a Zero Drop shoe, the SL20, but it just is fun. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Stevie76 says, do I hear voices? I, I think there might be a TV on, so maybe my, maybe my in-laws came back. I'm trying to listen. I don't know. Because uh, these headphones, I think they're on, um, I'm getting the like the mic, so if anything comes through the computer, I get that, and I can hear my myself talking through it. And it also has an ambient mode, so I can kind of hear some noises around me. So no one's going to sneak up on me too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, Martha says, Haha, yeah, Sarah Hall's shoe exemption reminds me of seeing too many cuddled little dogs and vests on airplanes traveling as emotional support animals. So vague and all-encompassing. Yeah, I, th I thought I saw something saying that starting, I think, next year, they're going to be cracking down. I think emotional support animals won't be needed, won't be allowed anymore. But um, other kinds of, like, actual service animals will be uh, still permitted. So if you need one um, because you're blind, for example, um, then that works. Or for, like, people with PTSD or to people that just need a working dog uh, rather than an emotional support animal. Not to say that that's not a valid thing and that they weren't helpful to a lot of people, but I think that the airlines are trying to make a distinction and that there was a lot of abuse of the policy going on. So I thought I saw that something like that was going in in effect. So like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I felt like I was never bothered by anyone's service, like a uh, emotional support animal. I know I've heard stories of them getting to be like kind of crazy, like turtles and parakeets and all sorts of weird animals like that. But I'd actually never encountered anything like that. Um, but speaking of travel, you know, did you guys watch Billy Yang's latest video? He went like on a road trip um, where he was car camping. I was trying to figure out like who sponsored that video. Is that a Subaru sponsored video? Or was it, I bet you, I wonder, was it sponsored by the company that did his solar panels? that he bought for while he was out camping or that battery i really want to get sponsored or at least get in for testing one of those solar panels and battery things giant batteries where you can like plug in a laptop and stuff um and actually do that too i want to do like i mean i basically wanted to have billy yang's trip for when i go on my kofuzi north american tour um but he mentioned that he has a pee bottle in the car because he's been sleeping in it and i'm like that's a little bit too rugged for me. I'm not interested in having to collect my urine. So, yeah, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about that. <laughs> um, all right. Um, let's see. Don, Daniel Ryan Allen says, hey, do you suggest trying Martin or SIS first? I think uh, they're both very different um, from each other. Martin is, is kind of like eating, I would imagine it's eating like a fla flavorless jelly. Like if you just like that's the consistency of it, like Smuckers, but without before they put the strawberry preserve or whatever is in it. Um, that's what Martin kind of tastes like to me. You can kind of chew it. It's kind of like warm Jello. Maybe it's warm because it's I usually have it on my person, so it's like my body's keeping it warm. Um, and then Science and Sport, all, both of them are great, but Science and Sport is like a liquid. So I think like the delivery factor makes a big deal. I'd get them both and try them both. See which one you like better. Um, as far as caffeine delivery though, I feel like the Martin caffeine just hits you like right away. It's so fast. Um, so I definitely feel that. Um, but, uh, otherwise I feel like they both give a really nice sugar boost. Um, I'd say the Martin probably, I don't know if it's just the marketing that is in it, but I feel like it's a little bit more potent of a product and I feel like is, uh, maybe a little bit more effective. Um, but neither of them have very much salt, which is always my concern. And for me is why I don't run with like just one kind of gel because I usually need something else. Uh, something with salt specifically. 
Oh, my mom's here. Hi, mom. How are there? There, there she is. Hello from New Jersey. Awesome. Uh, Roberto Davila's here as well. Cool. And uh, awesome. Let's see. Um, what else we got in here? Hey. Let me scroll down. I think I missed a whole bunch of comments. Let me scroll down to the button. Uh, to the bottom. Um. And it's saying, for Kofuzi's U.S. tour, areas traveled must have cornfield facilities close at hand. Well, I mean, or a regular bathroom would be fine, too. So, like, you know, I don't think I'll be car camping, but I'll be probably touring some of America's finest, uh, like, what are they usually? A lot of times they're, like, um, like uh, the ones that have continental breakfast, like Best Westerns. You know, it'll be stuff like that. Probably whatever's cheap. Um, that I could stay in because uh, I'd, I'd like to be traveling frequently. So I don't know how much driving I'll do. Maybe it'll be a lot of flying. I'm not sure. But, you know, that's not going to be for a little while. So I haven't even started planning on any of that yet. So there. Uh, so that's like, you know, but I think it'll be a lot of flying and rental car having and hopefully not a lot of cornfield facilities using. <laughs> uh, um... Jeff Elliott says, Hema offers big gels that are three servings in one packet, and I'm interested. Whoa. Do they really? That's Was it just like a big like a big thing of gel? Why do they have, why, why is it three servings in one packet? I don't understand. I mean, I guess like, you know, the Unived ones, they make the tall boys that I like that are doubles. I do like those. And I guess if you had like a, th a triple Huma, that would be a good amount of Kind of like liquid, salt. There's usually some potassium, magnesium in theirs, and uh, some caffeine and sugars. So that could be interesting. Oh yeah, here's one from Sean Marshall. It says Martin does have an impressive athlete list. Yeah, and I think it's what's like you know really clever about like athletes now is that they're figuring out ways to have more than one sponsor. Where I feel like not that long ago it was like you know, you were a Nike athlete or you were an Adidas athlete. And like, because both Nike and Adidas make so many other things like apparel, you couldn't go out and get other like sponsors, but now you can have like a watch sponsor or a, a nutrition sponsor or even a hydration sponsor. So I think that like, you know, enterprising professional athletes are figuring out a way to like cobble together more sponsorships and, you know, some more money. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. And it is always surprising when, like, one brand seems to grab, like, all of the athletes, like Martin has. Uh, it's really impressive. Hmm. Jeff Light says about that triple-decker triple Huma. says, I think the cap is replaceable. So you could eat some and then put it back in your pack. Oh, I like that. I suppose that's a lot less waste. And if you know, like, during the day, like, if you're on, like, a, like a, a day-long run... You're just going to want to have a little bit at a time. I'd be concerned that I'd like eat way too much the first time and then go way short on the second and then eat way, have like an extra big one on the third. So that would be a little bit of a concern, but I do suppose it would, it would cut down, you know, one third of the packaging or not necessarily one third. You know what I mean? Less packaging. Um... Well... Martha says, my brother, my brother adopted a stranded baby goose up in Alaska and raised it in his house. My mother was afraid of it when she visited. Eventually, Tweety, that's the name of the goose, heard the call of the wild and flew off. Did your brother cry, like, when it happened? Because I imagine, like, you know, and every um, thing in, like, every story that you've ever heard of, like, uh, someone raising birds always ends like that. The bird eventually leaves and the the surrogate parent laments there was a story that i remember i used to read it to my girls all the time about that exact thing but it was like uh like a fox that raised ducks and it was crazy because the fox normally ate ducks or something like that it was something really weird um where i was like you know they're gonna make parents have to explain like the circle of life like way too early and unnecessarily for this story but um, 
you know, he the fox then, like, the birds left. There was three of them. And then, you know, every time there was a migration, he would look up in the sky and hope and wonder that his ducks, who he loved to make pancakes for in the bre- for breakfast in the morning, would show up. And then one day he was making pancakes and the boys were there. So he was super happy. I don't know. It was just like a weird... I, want, I wonder... Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, I wonder what that must feel like. Like as, as the animal to be like, yeah, I know this is the only place I've known, but I got to get out of here. I guess I kind of know what that feels like. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess not just me. I think we can all kind of probably relate to that on some level. <laughs> Cameron McBride says, no goose will ever leave me. That's a guarantee. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, Martha said, my brother probably did cry. We had c- cereal parakeets growing up. I named them Tweety, Tweety 2 and Tweety 3. A couple of those escaped too. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah, I mean, I think that I would be devastated. If I had like found a goose and like um, raised it or just even spent any time with it. Like even if it was like a, a goose that I regularly saw. You know, like, if, like for example, if I'm out there running, I think if I, like, regularly saw an animal and then one day, like, I knew it was gone, that would probably make me sad. I I might, you know, shed a tear for that, for sure. Um, yeah. But Jeff Elliott says, yeah, they hiss and bite. I Yeah, geese, though, generally geese, I'm terrified. Um, they're, they're, they, they are very territorial and, um... They're not afraid to fight. That's for sure. They'll come at. They'll come at you. My wife and I, uh, we used to live when we were in St. Louis. We used to live out in a um, apartment complex and uh, out in the suburbs. And in this apartment complex, um, there were there was, it was one of those apartment complexes with like a fake pond in it. I think probably part of like the environmental impact plan was like, you know, you have to have so many parking spots, but because you're paving over so much green space, you have to have some sort of water catch basin thing and i think the geese would stop there as part of their migration and this was the time when i was uh commuting to work by motorcycle and um the geese would hear me coming they would leave where they were and they would come out into the street that i was gonna you know not the street street but like the you know just driving through this like kind of like apartment complex and they would start coming out at me and uh they would try and block the road for me to not go by and, it, and, and uh, they would kind of like, you know, the thing where they like kind of like nip at you. And it was terrifying. So what I would have to do is uh, I would have to kind of like stay on the one side of the road, go slow. And then once they started getting close, I'd have to gun it and go around them. Because otherwise they'd try to like block me in. They're smart. They're organized, Mrs. Tweedy. Um, so, I, yeah, I felt like the guy in um, Chicken Run a lot of time trying to outsmart geese. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Jamie says, what's your final opinion on the Freedom 3? The Freedom 3 is a confusing shoot. It confused me from the beginning and it confused me to the end. And I think it also just, it, it, it was super loosey-goosey, um, and it was squishy, just as squishy as the Nova Blast, if not maybe more squishy, but it was lower to the ground. So on the one hand, it felt like super cushion. On the other hand, I felt like there wasn't enough cushion in it at the same time. I love the upper on it. I love the design on it. Would it have crystal rubber on the outside? Something like that. Um, it was nice, but I also think that it, it like it did something to my gait where it just didn't agree with me. I can see that why I think that for people that like the Freedom, the Freedom Three is probably one of the best ones. Well, I guess there's only been three. Um, it was probably the best one that they've made. But I just still am a little bit confused by the Freedom franchise. Like, what is that shoe supposed to be? I'm not sure. To me, it feels like a, a long run shoe. Almost like if you think the Saucony ride, if you love what the Saucony ride is trying to do, but want something squishy, get the Freedom 3. And then some people do speed work in the Freedom 3, and I just feel like it's way too heavy for that. So I, don't, I, I was just kind of confused by it. But I think there's a lot of very interesting things there, but it needs to focus a little bit, I think. Trails TM says, I'm vegan, so my nutrition is Tailwind, plus the bonus shoes you mentioned a few weeks back, Beacon 3. I bought them and ran five miles now. Awesome. Very cool. I'm glad you like that. I think mine, mine should be coming soon. So, like, uh, the last round of, of uh, 
stuff that I'm getting from Roadrunner Sports. I'm going to do another mail time. I've already got some packages right down there, but I'll hold off on that for now because I want to open them with, with the shoes. And I think there might be one other thing coming. So I'll be getting that soon, hopefully within the next couple of days. But, you know, shipping on everything this time of year kind of gets slowed down. So we'll see when it actually gets here. see Ben Y says Mary Beth loves the freedoms does she hmm yeah it's, I mean I think for the people that like it they really like it I've not met that many people that don't like it I seem to be the only one that's like confused by the shoe uh, Paul Kane says I love the technical insight on the shoe reviews very loosey-goosey whilst also squishy <laughs> yeah I mean uh, Trying to have the most like relatable words, I guess you know. Sometimes I do try. I, I do find myself saying that like stuff like that as I'm like describing the shoe, and I'll just kind of like or try and uh, I just sometimes when I make the videos, like the unedited version is me like saying the same thing three times in a row, and I keep trying to like refine it. So I'll be like, this is really uh, loosey goosey while also being squishy. Then I might say like, then I might just say like, you know. There are certain aspects of it in terms of lateral stability that I think might make some people feel uncomfortable, but in terms of like compression, it's really there. And I might say it like three or four times, and maybe by the fifth time, sometimes I'll get it. So editing takes a long time. I might like for like six minutes of talking, it's usually what like eight to ten minutes of raw footage, which just takes me sometimes, some time, sometimes. Um. see what else we got here Ilya Kim says I'm also being uh, passed also being passed for a month uh, now found that Ikea sells veg balls also incredible interesting hmm um, yeah we haven't gone to well basically since we found out that we can't eat any of the food when we're at Ikea uh, at least that like that they sell like that they cook at the store because of allergy uh, cross-contamination reasons we haven't been to an Ikea. So I would say that the food is really important. So it's been like seven years since I've been in an Ikea. I miss it. I love Ikea. Modern, what is it? Clever solutions for modern living. Something like that. <laughs> Shannon says, why aren't geese the mascot for major schools? Much scarier than my local high school's greyhounds. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that geese would work. I think that would definitely work. Because um, they're tough animals, for sure. <laughs> Uh, Tastefully Chaotic says, Hey guys, any ideas how to motivate myself to run when it's cold and rainy? I'm really struggling, struggling to get out of the house. Um, you know, I think that if you're having a hard time, sometimes like getting yourself like a little treat in terms of like a new rain jacket, a new like rain glove, something like that might help. Um, saving like a new audiobook or a new album that you wanted to listen to, that could be a nice kind of like treat that you save for that nasty weather day. So that's kind of like one way to do it. Um, the other thing to do about it is like, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. I hate cold and rainy. Like 40 degrees and raining is like the only kind of weather where I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should skip running today. Like anything else I'll run in. But like 40 degrees and rain, ugh, that just like soaks me to the bone and I can't warm up for the rest of the day. And I dislike it. So that might be a time where if you have the option to like hop on an exercise bike or something like that, Go for that instead. So, you know, uh, it does build a lot of character to run in that kind of weather too. But if you're going to hate it the entire time, I mean, maybe it's not worth it, you know. So find another way. Or that could just be like, oh, this is this will be my rest day this week. So that can be something else to do too. I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. I mean, unless you live in an area where it's always cold and rainy. Then you got to just figure it out, you know. <laughs> um Sean Marshall says, um, freedom is aimed as an out-of-your-way, all-purpose trainer. Okay. No crazy stack heights or drop-off, just plush foam that gets out of your way. Almost like an ultra for people who dislike zero drop. Hmm. I like that. That's very succinct and very, uh, yeah, very concise. I can agree with that. I might have to borrow that, Sean. Um, hmm. Yeah. But then how does it fit? Like, you know, I just have a hard time with it. 
the way that they market it, at least in terms of the ad copy on their like website, they market it, they talk about it like it's a speed shoot. So that's like kind of where it like has always confused me. But like because it's so squishy, there's a lot of compression in the midsole foam. It um it seems to lean to me more towards like, oh, this is supposed to be for a long, slow run. So I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of confused on it. But you know what I've noticed lately, um, kind of related to that, is it used to be like a couple, maybe a few years ago. I almost said a couple few, which is a f phrase that I don't really use. But um, a couple years ago, maybe a few years ago, it used to be that every website for a shoe just had like um, a, like a like a spattering of words that if you didn't know any better if you were looking for a max cushion shoe you could find words that'd be like oh yeah this is a max cushion shoe or if you were looking for a speed shoe you'd be like oh yeah so this is a speed day shoe right like they're just like we don't care what we have to say let's just throw running words in there so that way people will buy it they might not be happy with it but you know what hopefully they will or at least they won't return it and we'll make the sale that's kind of how I felt like a lot of running websites, like running shoe websites were. These days, though, I feel like they're starting to get a little bit more specific with it, even if it means someone won't buy that shoe. But, you know, hopefully they're doing well enough with, like, their you-might-also-like kind of thing, suggestions, where they can point them in the right direction of shoes. So I feel like we're making progress. But uh, I think that Sean Marshall's description of the freedom, they should just copy and paste that and put that in the description of the freedom on the Saucony website because that makes a lot more sense than what Saucony has written down because it's just it's just generic yeah, I mean oh here's what oh here all right Tom, well tomorrow no Tuesday we're we talked about doing Star Wars trivia so we'll do Star Wars trivia on Tuesday but the following Tuesday after that we're gonna play a game and the game is gonna be I will read to you a company's description of a shoe and you have to guess what that shoe is i think that's going to be a fun game so we'll do that <laughs> uh all right <laughs> sean marshall says the best got mascot ever was the u.s uh, uh what is it university of california santa clara the banana slugs yeah that is I mean, I'm only aware of that because of uh, Pulp Fiction. I didn't, I mean, is that, that, that is, though, the real mascot, though, right? It's like a real shirt. Uh, and John Marshall says, I like this trivia idea. I think, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> and Martha says, I fail Star Wars trivia before it even starts. Never watched it. So I'll be going for funniest wrong answers. Well, with that in mind, I'm going to make sure that I try to make the answers in a way where you can guess and maybe be right. You know, like, you don't you don't have to know like oh like Dagobah system you know like I'm not gonna try to make answers like that I'm gonna try to make like the answers like ones that you can maybe guess if you have an idea of maybe who like the main characters are things like that um, <laughs> Danny J says everyone starts studying shoe descriptions <laughs> uh, funny um, Stephen Gershoff said that in UC Irvine they're the ant eaters is that true I suppose there's so many University of California schools it's such a wide network or system of schools that they had to go through like a lot of animals hmm. um, and Mr. Ram says Kofuzi what's your longest running streak I think like I've gone like 50 days at one point um, yeah I don't I don't really keep track of them too much anymore but um, yeah I don't know I think I'm on a pretty good run streak right now I think I'm about at a month right now something like that um, so yeah, so I, I, I usually go like, I just, it just ends up where like after like 45 or 50 days or so, like, uh, the schedule gets hectic and I'm tired and I'm like, huh, today might be a good day to take a break. So, but usually I go pretty long. Um, let's see. Jeff Elliott says, as far as crazy birds, some wild turkeys are really big, bigger than the buzzards or geese we have around here. Yeah, there's um, th there's wild turkeys around here. There's a hunt turkey hunting. There's an everything hunting season around here. There is a uh, a turkey season, a quail season, a pheasant season. There's a regular gun deer hunting season, a muzzle loader, and I don't know about guns, 
but when they say muzzle loader, am I is what I'm thinking what's really they're talking about? Um, I'm thinking of like you know, you chew, you chew off the top of, or you like you know you got the little bag and you bite the cap off and then you pour the gunpowder in, and then you put in the shot and then you get the thing and you right is that is that what muzzle loader means? So there's a muzzle loader season. There's also a crossbow or like a bow hunting season. For I mean a lot of that's deer because there's a lot of deer here. But there's a squirrel season. So there's a lot of hunting around here. But I've definitely seen like wild turkeys. And they sometimes they fly in in a flock in packs. Fly in flocks. They're they're group animals, and I'll just see them on the side of the road. Lately, I've been seeing what I think are pheasants. Quail are really small, right? I think pheasants are bigger. So I've been seeing those. They look like they have, they're wearing like a collar around their necks and they have a really pointy tail. Those birds, I've been seeing a lot of them. And I think that the dogs that follow me normally, like those dogs that I've been picking up on my running, um, I think those are bird hunting dogs. I mean, they're, they're Labradors, so, you know, that's their breed. But, like, I think they're actually working bird hunting dogs. Because usually when they leave me, it's because they see a bird and they start tracking it. So like that's yeah, we've been I've been seeing a lot of birds too. I recently learned that there's also turkey buzzards. Is that what they're called? Turkey vultures? Turkey vultures, I think that's what it's called. Um, that are gigantic. They have like six foot wingspans. They're super terrifying. They're terrifying to me because they're scavengers. They're big and they eat dead things. So like that's just kind of peculiar. Those are the things that would be on my like most terrifying mascot list. So what we got? Geese, turkeys, buzzards. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of scary things. The the pheasants have been scaring me though, cause they'll just cause I'm scaring them, and then all of a sudden they're like, they'll flutter off, and uh, it's just very startling whenever I see it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Martha wonders if an ostrich has ever been on a plane as an emotional support animal. I don't think so. Yeah, that, I mean, that'd be gigantic. How would you even get it on there? Like, what does... I mean, an ostrich poop has got to be just disgusting, right? Yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah. Shannon says her high school mascot was a marker? That's weird. We were uh lions i think i went i went to two different high schools i moved in the middle of high school so i'm not i'm not sure martha says that the quail are small enough that in a restaurant a portion is two to three yeah okay yeah hmm yeah so i think that what i'm seeing are pheasants because they're they're bigger they're they're like it's bigger than a duck these animals that i'm seeing Changes. <laughs> I just remember the Kevin Hart joke about the ostrich that chases car. Ostrich are definitely a terrifying bird. Don't throw pens at them, apparently. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, Sean Marshall said, your muzzle loader demo reminded me of the Christmas story in the movie. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't... I don't like muzzle loading. It just seems like a very specific thing to have as like a season a separate season i don't know i'm not sure uh Lily kim says i'm in programming school at Cole 42 and we have coalitions like in harry potter capybaras alpacas honey badgers and salamanders i like that that's a lot more variety in the u.s it's always like hawk lion tiger bear the ba like basic animal not that the basic animals are terrifying you know and majestic and important but like you know honey badger yeah don't mess with that <laughs> um and it says i find run streaks are fine until the days i go mountain biking or tabata days the legs get tired then i've exercised each day this year though and i've done a few red months as well what are red months uh and as i saw you were on the water rower that's interesting. I never, I never um, done a water row before. I just feel like it would be really um, 
captivating, I think, mesmerizing to watch the water in the water rower. I want to try one. But um, Kevin McBride and Stephen Gersdorf are confirming that my what I think a muzzleloader is in 2020 is still like a muzzleloader. So, like, are the muzzleloader hunters hunting with antiques, or are there new, like, newly made muzzles that they still make, like, as a weapon? Like, that's the thing. I, I mean, I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. But I don't know. Oh, in his Dunbar says, "Red months are run every day." Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Hmm. Awesome. And uh, Ilya Kim said he was randomly chosen to be Capybara, and he's been winning tournaments so far. Awesome. Is there a sorting hat too? Are you like honey badger, honey badger, honey badger, Capybara? And you're like, oh. <laughs> Uh, that'd be funny. Yeah, and Cameron says there are new muzzle loaders. Apparently, yeah, you can get buy a new muzzle loader today. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Carlos says also confirming. Uh, Chris says the modern day muzzle loaders are single shot, but many in the 50 caliber, which is pretty big. That does sound pretty big. Is that one of those? Then, is it going to be as like inaccurate as like an old timey like rifle? As well, where like the bullet just kind of is like a screwball and just flies all over the place. Because 50 caliber, that sounds crazy. Um, and Carlos says, muzzle loaders are also called black powder guns, I think. Huh. Yeah, I've never fired a weapon before. I don't think I've ever hold, held a gun even. I know that, I mean, there's guns in this house because my father in law used to go hunting. They're locked up in a, in a, in a safe. Um, I mentioned that one time around the girls. I was like, but don't try to go find them because kids don't play with guns. Daddy doesn't even touch them. And uh, they're in a safe anyway. And they're like, they are? Where is the safe? And I was like, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, there's guns in here. So I'm ready for the, the zombie apocalypse as well, I guess. I mean, I guess my father-in-law would have to teach me to shoot quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gabriel Dominguez says, Zoom Fly 3 or Peg 37? I go with the Peg 37. Um, the Zoom Fly 3 is good, but I just had a little bit of problem with it um, for me personally. Like, I tend to get on certain shoes when they're very tight in across the toe box um, that uh, I might get a pain, a sharp pain under like, like the pads of my feet. And in the Zoom Fly 3, I got that uh, quite a bit. Otherwise, it's really fun, and the weight didn't really bother me that much but um, did have that little issue with it. Not everyone gets it. A lot of people love it and don't have a problem with it at all. But the PEG 37 didn't give me that problem, and I like it a little bit more, even though it doesn't have a carbon fiber plate. But I still feel like they both can be used in pretty similar situations with the way that the PEG 37 was designed. All right, let's do um, a couple more. Uh, Zhuani, I think I said that right. Zhuani one says, what do you think of Mizuno shoes? I think that Mizuno um, is a couple years behind Asics, where I think they're very similar shoes, where companies, where they both have a lot of legacy um, kind of uh, models that have been around for literally decades that they're afraid to tinker too much with because there are certainly like diehard faithful um, across both companies. And I think both companies are now trying to figure out ways to not alienate that core base that has been basically keeping their run divisions alive these last 20 years while also trying to like modernize and, and figure out like n new kinds of products to, to develop. Um, I think with Mizuno's Energy, I think they've got something there, but I would really love to try there's, I tried the wave runner 24 and it's got a little bit of that Mizuno wave Energy foam in it. There is a version of that shoe that has all Mizuno Energy. But it's only available in Europe, maybe Asia too, but it's not available in the US. That's something that I would like, I'd be more interested in trying. Because um, I'm, I'm not as interested in their legacy products. I'm interested in what is to come from Mizuno. So I would say, like, you know, there's a certain kind of runner that loves old ASICs, loves old Mizunos. I don't think I'm that kind of runner. So it doesn't really appeal to me all the time. But they are trying to make some changes and I'm very excited for that. 
All right, we got a couple more shoe questions. <laughs> and Ben Browning said, let's get back to shoes. Um, Cassaba Toad says, have you, I'm late, have you talked about the Valencia Marathon, Half Marathon, and the Adidas Azero Ios Pro? Yeah, we saw like there was a lot of yellow shoes at the finish. Um, pretty exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, Carlos Sejas asking, how is the shift working? I haven't run in it in a couple of months, so we'll have to see on that one. I think I can slowly start to introduce that one back in. I'm ready for it. I'm still kind of running more in the Triumph 18 right now, though, so I think I'm going to work on that a little bit more first. Um, all right. Chris Yao says, the Mizuno shoes are like the Toyota 4Runner, loyal fan base of an unbreakable product, and therefore they refuse to bring it into the modern world. That's a good way to put it. They should put that as the description for the Wave Rider. <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny game too. I don't know how we play that game. I feel like we need to play a game where we um, put in alternate descriptions of uh, of some of our favorite shoes. Like, what's the best way to describe like um, the Nova Blast or the Freedom Three? I feel like you guys have had some good ones. So that could be a pretty funny wrong answers kind of I gotta figure it I'll figure that out. Um Jeff Elliott says I ran the Disney marathon in a pair of new Mizunos all the way back in twenty ten. I ran my first marathon in a pair of Mizunos. I don't know what they were, but they were a stability shoe. Um but yeah. But my I, I run in them before too. Um all right. Louis Becerra says, I saw a lot of green shoes at the marathon. Hmm, interesting. Um, Jeff Elliott says, is the shift essentially the 1080 V10? No, it's very different. It's a stiff, um, a very firm shoe. Um, and it was one where, like, there's a, I, I didn't quite understand why there's so much stack height. And it's a shoe that I think I need to kind of figure out a little bit because it was a little peculiar. But it was very firm. and um, But it certainly encouraged a very quick turnover, which made it, like, pretty feel pretty snappy. So it's interesting to run. It was not cushioned and bouncy like I think the 1080 V10 is. So, um, but yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll have to take another look at that. Shannon says yes, a school like quiz. So you've been doing our shoe studying this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. All right. Um, all right. I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Um, tomorrow's video is going to be. Um, Alpha Fly versus the Endorphin Speed. That was a that was a really close one. I was really torn on which one to put on top. But that video is going to come out tomorrow morning, and then we'll do a Monday Mukbang tomorrow. I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the Monday Mukbang. I need to order some more snacks. Um, yeah, so we got to figure that out. But I'll figure something out to eat, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow, same time, 3 p.m. Central Time, right here on YouTube. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.